Hey everyone, Ben here, just bringing a brief interruption before you listen to this week's episode of Third Watch Recap. We are going to be putting up a very special episode about Third Watch next Monday, where we have an interview with the one, the only Mr. Kobe Bell, who of course plays Tyrone Davis Jr. on Third Watch across all six seasons. Thought we'd just give you a bit of a taste to let you know what's coming. You would have seen us post that on social media. We thank you for your listener questions. We've got some great great ones in and it is a fantastic interview one of the best ones we have done with all the third watch actors over the years so look out for that next monday on the oz network in the meantime sit back relax and listen to our recap of the 19th episode of the sixth season of third watch welcome home You're listening to the Oz TV podcast, only on the Oz Network. Welcome back, everybody, to the Oz Network as we once again move into another episode of your favourite podcast in the world, Third Watch Recap Time. And we, uh, as I say, every single week, getting closer and closer to the end because we now win the final four episodes. Can you believe it? If this was a DVD, it would be on the last disc, basically. Uh, we're up to the episode, Welcome Home, a memorable one. First set on the 15th of April, 2005, directed by Victor de Jesus. Uh, and uh, written, no, that was written by Victor de Jesus, sorry, and directed by pa- Paul Michael Glasser. I know what I'm doing. You think I've done this before? Apparently I've done this before. Uh, my name is Ben, and I'm as comfortable as I can be. <laughs> well, that's good to know. My name's Darvell. And are you kidding? You taught me something today that no one else ever has. And Okay, bad quote, but oh well. <laughs> it was the first one I thought of. <laughs> I, I kind of went with something different there, but never mind. Um, Paul Michael Glasser, does that sound familiar to you at all, Darvell? <sighs> sort of. One of your favorite characters in this show. <laughs> one of my favorite characters in the show? Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh, who did he play? Steeper. Who did he play? Steeper oh, the Reaper. Oh, yes. A.K.A. Oh. Um, Starsky from Starsky and Hutch. So uh, I think we missed the boat back in our episode two of this season where uh, he actually directed his first episode. But, yeah, one of two episodes that he actually directs. So I knew that name sounded familiar. I'm, like, looking at this thing going, that name totally sounds familiar. And, uh, yeah, it's Steeper. Oh, yeah. Yeah, I, I had forgotten how much I ripped into that character last season. Mm, yeah, but he's directing episodes now, so good on you, Steeper. Good on yeah, you. Moving up in the world. Apparently so. Um, but here we are. We're back, and um, this is a good episode um, for the so late in the game, isn't it? <laughs> oh, my gosh. I, To be honest, when it comes to the, when it comes to the comedic stuff we'll get with Holly and Carlos and where they go and all that stuff i'll be is it is it weird that it both that it both makes me laugh uproariously and cringe at the same time at just how backwards the people they will go to visit are no that's an exact quote i read of a review of the oz network once so that's completely fine just a standard reaction really um Oh, <laughs> completely fine. Uh, no, no, that's that's it's it's one of these ones where it's good to be able to feel different reactions. I think to um, I guess different parts of the episode, but uh, we'll we'll get there. Yeah. We've got um a lot of a, a longish previously on in this one, and um, we get even flashbacks all the way to Cruz's sister from uh, season yep. four. So um, you know, we know shit's going to go down here. 
And we have Cruz yep. weirdly dreaming with um, she's got blood on her face. She's wiping it off, and there's a priest. Uh, and then Manny essentially is there trying to talk to her, but she's kind of half awake. And we see Letty, a sister, remember her uh, in this vision mm-hmm. as well. So um, basically, they're on a stakeout, and she must have fallen asleep for about five seconds because uh, here's Manny bringing a coffee for them, and um, she basically gets annoyed at him because he keeps asking if she's okay. And they're waiting for a drop. Uh, basically, uh, and uh, she starts coughing. She's not doing too well, but, uh, you know, they're having a good no. old time. Meanwhile, Carlos and Holly are off in the middle of nowhere driving. Uh, Carlos isn't too happy that they've been driving for hours. Holly tells a joke about a cow being out standing in a field, and surprise, we're going to go visit my folks. Um, how did she get oh. him in the car? In the first place. Like, hey, let's well, go for a road trip and only get to, like, what, 10 hours in to say, oh, by the way, we're visiting my parents. Bigger question is how did she how did she manage to hold off telling him that for that long? Mm. And actually, now that you just now that you just said that, I was, <laughs> I was reminded of the line I was going to use, but I had forgotten it. But that's okay. I'll say it now anyway. You took me, it's something like, you took me against my will. I'm definitely being some kind of napped. <laughs> I just thought I just thought that was funny. It's a, it's a um, funny, there's but, lots of funny lines between these two in this episode. Oh, yes, absolutely. Absolutely. Um, but, you know, I think there's something to it. There's something to be said about when she points out that, you know, if she had told him that from the get-go, he wouldn't have come along, so. Mm, mm-hmm. Yeah, well, but I mean, like, she did mention that, what, a few episodes ago, I want you to meet my parents, but, um, you know, it's, yeah. it's an interesting setup, because, like, I'm not going to get in a car with Mallory for, like, 10 hours if I don't know where I'm going, um, even if it's like, oh, it's a surprise, yeah. like, you know, I mean, maybe then, but, like, at the end of the day, like, that, that's a shitty surprise, I'm sorry. Well, actually, I shouldn't say it's a shitty surprise, but, like, if it's the first time you've ever met them, it's a shitty surprise, like, it's a scary surprise. You have be- you? Have I? Oh, sorry. H- have Have you met? Have you met her family I have. yet? Yes, I have. Um, I did get their blessings to uh, ask her to marry me, so that was, uh, you know, positive. I guess I don't think a mother liked me at first, but um, you know, I'm a I'm a guy that takes a while to get people to like me. That's why no one listens to this show. They will one day, but at the moment they don't. So it's <laughs> it's fine. It will happen. Um, so, yeah. so meanwhile, back with uh, Cruz and Manny on the stakeout. Manny's going on about getting handheld devices playing asteroids and things like that. Cruz goes off at him, wants to shut up. And then all of a sudden behind them, there's somebody on fire uh, running towards him in the car. We have the credits. And uh, again, this is a perfect opportunity to show show some firefighters, but they completely ignore them. Like, this is ridiculous. Like, Uh. this is the most I've ever seen them ignore, completely blatantly ignore firefighters in this show. And you've literally got a person on fire here and then a building on fire. And yet for some reason, we get a second class character and it's just kind of ignored like what what is like this is just odd it's really really odd especially considering the show is about done i mean wouldn't you want to wouldn't you want to bring back as much of the elements of what made this show what it was in the last few episodes yeah exactly and that's that's what's like completely baffling because you know what when we had the whole stew lot of z's actor episode like that just felt so random 
um, and it's kind of couldn't you have something like that connected where there's actually a fire and things like that where it feels warranted? Like, I feel they've had that episode and they've gone, oh, okay, this feels really out of place. Like, what are we going to do with the fireies right now? And yeah, it's just it's just a shame. It's such a shame that um, yeah. You know, I mean, I feel we've we've not gone on enough about that this season when it comes to talking about how season six is its own beast, its own entity. But like, it's just. From something I don't think I really ever picked up on too much because, again, I've always said the firefighter storylines have never really been my favourite. But having done this rewatch now, uh, you know, for nearly the whole thing and kind of appreciating the firefighters a lot more this time around and being able to talk about it and sort of appreciating that side of things, it's it really does make me angry <laughs> that kind of we've got a blatant scene right now where you can involve the firefighters. You can just have Walsh or DK show up here, Stu Lot of Z's. You just need them for like, you know, a two-minute scene just to show they're still alive. And basically, you're just going to ignore them until you get our final five-minute montage at the end where they feel like, oh, shit, we better recap some fireys. So, yeah. I don't know. Yeah. I think we do get Stu Lot of Z's in at least one more episode, don't we, before the finale? Am I wrong with that? If we do, it's very brief, mm. I think. Yeah. Eh, I don't know. Anyway, so... But then the firefighters have been largely forgotten about since after Jimmy left. Yeah, pretty much. Um, I mean, if I can just quickly see here. I mean, if I look at DK, for example, uh, DK will be an end of tour. So, um, you know, there's at least one more episode he's going to be in before <laughs> Goodbye to Camelot. So, that's something. And, yeah, Stu Lottesies is also in end of tour. So... Um, that's, um, something. They'll be in the penultimate episode. Ooh, good for them. Uh, anyway, uh, they've missed an opportunity here. This woman's on fire. Um, Cruz is trying to find out what happened. Grace shows up. Uh, Finney and Davis show up. Uh, there's weird slow motion with Cruz seeing a burning cross. So, okay. Um, this is where Carlos does the whole, I'm being some type of nap situation. Um, they're having a bit of a com- complaining there. Uh, meanwhile, Cruz and Manny now are in a store. It's uh, what is it? What's the religion here? Ma- what's the type of store it's in? A Metanica? Metanica? <sighs> Something like that, I think. Yeah, apologies to uh, those of this religion that I am probably completely butchering the name of this place. Um, but uh, yeah, it's it's interesting. Kind of, I like how Cruz is here, basically going like, you know, I don't believe in this, and you know, you get Manny basically saying, "Yo, this is the patron saint of prison or whatever it is," and then you know, Cruz is like, "Oh, is there one of Santa Claus?" <laughs> and then uh, you know, <laughs> Cruz to Manny, "You're not one of those people who goes and lights a candle every time something bad happens," which is a nice little uh, precursor to what's going to happen at the end of this show. I do kind of like that. Um. We get another random firefighter guy here. Like, why isn't this DK? Why isn't this Walsh? Why isn't it Stu Lot of Z's? It's random firefighter guy basically saying the cause of the fire is something they like to call Florida water, which uh, basically they use in rituals and things like that. Um, so, yep, again, wasted opportunity to use the actual firefighters in the show, but why not? We learn a little bit about this uh, religion, that it was an African religion that came across to the Caribbean and... Um, that, uh, yeah, there's a whole sort of thing around this. So it's basically going to be about Cruz investigating a lot of this. I, I will say, like, you probably think I don't like this storyline or I don't like this episode because it's a bit religious. Um, but I think... Yeah, I honestly thought that you probably would No, I don't. I, I think the thing I don't... The reason why I don't dislike this is because I I don't feel it's preachy and I feel like it's almost... Because it's, it's, I guess, a religion that... For the most part, I feel most people wouldn't be familiar with. So it's kind of one of these ones where you're sort of learning about it. 
and I think what I appreciate about this episode is that I like that Cruz kind of has an episode to kind of get a bit of closure about what's going to happen to her, if you know what I mean. Like, I feel like it's mm-hmm. it's important for Cruz's character arc. So I think kind of this is one of those ones around religion where I feel they do it just right. It's not preachy. It's not over the top. It's not just, you know, like, oh, this, that, and everything else. It's 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 done in a manner where I feel it actually works. So um, I think it's there's just enough there that um, allows you to. And again, as a Cruise fan, I think it helps me personally be like, okay, she's coming to terms with this leukemia and kind of what's ultimately no doubt going to happen to her. So... I guess that's my two cents worth, if you have to know, Darville. Um, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and the listeners. Yes. You know, because, yeah, like, like I said, I was, I, was, I was curious to know what you would, what you would think of this one because I, I, I know you're not a religious person, and so I was like, hmm, I wonder how Ben's going to – I wonder how many ways Ben is going to rip into this. I, just, I think Cruz, Cruz kind of is the voice of the audience in this episode. Um in many aspects, and the fact that she's kind of dismissing this as, you know, smoke and mirrors and a bit, you know, like, oh, I don't believe in this. And it's like, she doesn't come out of this episode as like, you know, praise Jesus, uh, you know, like, she's just, she does it in a way where it's kind of, and this priest or whatever sort of he is, like, he's one of these ones that I would gladly hang out with and converse with, because, like, you know, he's obviously a very religious person. He kind of, you know, says to Cruz, like, hey, like, you might not believe in it, but please respect it. And he does it in a way which he, like, he can just have a conversation to a person without having to, you know, forcefully put it down your throat. And, like, I know plenty of people yeah. like this. I know plenty of religious people who I know are ultimately, you know, very, very religious. But I can have a conversation with them about life and things like that and feel like they're not trying to, you know, recruit me. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, and I think... Yeah, like of- you're... Oh, sorry. No, go ahead. Oh, okay. If you're sure, I was just gonna say. I know you told me a while back about a friend of her, about a friend of yours who's Mormon. Yeah, yeah, exactly. For example, exactly. So yeah. Anyway, I just I I don't dislike this element to it. Um. So yeah. Um. The Holly and Carlos are uh, basically just about to arrive. Um. He wants to know if there's indoor plumbing. How long are they actually driven? Because when we first see them, it's night. And now it's day. So did they drive all night? Did they pull over and have a sleep? Like, um, it's, you know, I don't get... Maybe they drove, like, first thing in the morning. Maybe that's why it was dark. Um, but it's because we kind of get that bit from a mum when we meet a Holly's mum. Like, you know, oh, I didn't know if I made breakfast or lunch or afternoon tea. So I made a bit of both. Um, and... <laughs> I do like kind of these introductions where it's sort of like, oh, nice to finally meet you. And Carlos is like, oh, yep, finally. And it's like, what does he say? Like, I'm Charlie, whatever. You can call me Chuck. And it's like, I'm Carlos Nieto, and you can call me Carlos. <laughs> you call me Carlos. <laughs> yeah. Is there anything on, on IMDb of who played uh, um, Ho- Holly's parents, you know, who, who they were? Because they... Go ahead. Go ahead. Finish. Sorry, I interrupted you. Because uh, they... <laughs> They were so over the top, but the, but whoever they selected, they nailed those roles, uh, and they did. Garrett, I thought that they were really good. Garrett Graham is Charles Benjamin, uh, and the mother is definitely familiar. I have seen her in something else before. Uh, Valerie Perrine, or Perrine is her name, um, and she has been in lots of things. Um, 
I'm thinking this is the right person. Um, well, is, what is the mother's name? Is it Merlene? Marlene? Merlene? Is that her name? Mar- Marlene, I think. Okay, Marlene, Marlene or Merlene depend depends on who you hear say it. Because yeah. Chuck, because Chuck says Merlene, and I swear somebody else, I swear she says Marlene. So it's like, okay, which is it? She was in ER for two episodes. That could be it. Uh, looks like she did a lot of her acting in the. Uh, 70s and 80s, um, sort of a uh, bit in the 90s, and then she hasn't been in anything uh, since 2016 in a movie called Silver Skies. So, um, yeah, I've, I've definitely seen it before. But, you know, I agree with you. She's actually uh, Academy Award nominated. There you go. She uh, was nominated for Best Actress in a Leading Role for the movie Lenny in 1975. So another Academy Award nominee. Here we go. Valerie Perrine. All right, awesome. Congratulations, Valerie. Sorry, now that you're win. ending, you're finally bringing in the big names. But no, I, I love I love her parents. They, they suit it very well. And it's like, this is kind of one of those random ones where you sort of feel like, okay, what's the point of this? But it just, I don't know. I think they've, they've, they've managed to do it in a way where it's sort of like it kind of finally solidifies everything about Carlos and Holly now. And I think that's going to work into the favor of how these two are going to end up. So... Um, yes. Yeah, I like it. And this would, this would definitely be an interesting one to, you know, if we ever got Yvonne Jung or Carl, uh, Anthony Ivar back on the show, uh, to sort of say, like, how was it filming this episode, you know, and the fact that, you know, I'm sure you both had moments where you met each other's parents for the first time. Like, was, was any of this, you know, actually close to what happened? Was any of this inspired by actual meetings of your uh, respective in-laws? <laughs> So um, that'd be an interesting. You one, know, I, think. I would have, <laughs> I I would have a, I would have a very hard time, I, and I don't even know why, so don't ask. But I would have a very hard time picturing either of their real life parents being this over the top slash backwards. <laughs> but I mean, you never know. You never know. You never know. Um, but yeah, no, it's, uh, yeah, it's, it's, it's funny. I like the, sort of the way they do that. Uh, meanwhile, uh, Ho- uh, <clears throat> Yokus meets Larry down at the, uh, range. He's Larry, good old mm-hmm. Larry. Um, and basically questions him about, uh, him qualifying and, uh, Yokus accusing him saying that, you know, you threw a few shots his way and kind of Bosco, um, being defended here by Larry about the fact that he shot some IOB rat bitch. Uh, and then he's like, you know, Bosco is right. You're not the same Yokus. Can I just point out that there's there's little to like about Yokus right now. Like I like I know you've kind of said a, you said a few times like you know it's kind of you can see both people's points. But really at this point, like this is the first episode where really I'm kind of like, fuck you, Yokus. Like you know, like at the end of the day, I see what you're doing. Like I you you are doing the right. thing. I do too. You are doing the right thing. But it's like it's just it's like she's just gone out of a way to just completely go against Bosco. Like, I mean, it's sort of... This would be like back in season one if Bosco went out of his way to kind of go after Yokus because he, um, you know, because she left a gangbanger dude to die, basically, and things like that. Like, it's just... Yeah. And, like, I guess that's the point, kind of, you know, where where we've got a lot of those lines where they're saying, like, you know, have you forgotten where you've come from? You know, you have changed and things like that. But it's it's kind of like it's just happened overnight. Like, it's not like a gradual thing because... 
you know, her and Bosco had a big falling apart. They kind of got back together again, and she's all worried about him getting shot and everything, and then he's there in the hospital every single day, and it's just kind of like overnight she's just gone, oh, no, I can't do this for you, and, like, she's going up uh, against him. It just it feels odd, and this kind of just leads it into the fact that, again, I keep repeating myself, that I, I hate the fact that these two don't have a, a different sort of ending between the two of them. So, yeah, it's just I just she's really this. not not, yeah, this chip on her shoulder kind of. I was going to say holier than thou attitude, but that works too. Mm. Yeah, it's just I don't know. Um, I've never really felt that against yeah, Gokas because I, I, I want to keep saying she's the star of the show. But yeah, yeah, I don't. I mean, I'm I'm not really a huge, not really a huge fan of her this episode either. Because, mm. and you know, I. I am starting to agree with what Bosco said when he asked her to shoot for him back in uh, what episode was that? Revelations. Sure, we'll go with that. I think, it, yeah, yeah, Revelations. Um, and she kept saying, "I can't do that. I can't do that." And basically, he said, "And you know, basically, you know, he said, I saved your life that night.'" Yeah, and that's true. I mean. It's well. This isn't entirely accurate, but you know he got shot and got got half his face blown off or whatever happened when he when he got shot, and I think that was part of it. He got half his face blown off because he was protecting her, mm. and this is what she does. And she just basically keeps saying like, "I'm doing this to help you. I'm doing this to help you," and it's kind of like. You just do it in a different way, like it's, yeah. You know, yeah, like, I mean, maybe, instead of going behind his back, talk to him about it, but not in an interrogative or interrogative or however you say it, way. Mm. Not, not, not Not as a detective. Don't talk to him like a fucking detective. Talk to him like a... Like you would if you were still his partner, mm-hmm. you know. Sit sit down with him, talk with him about you know wh- what happened that day. Tell me, I I want to know. Yeah, it's it's just it's and it just maybe it's a case of this is a storyline they've come up with just as they've been cancelled and you know okay again the argument is you you've only got you know last quarter of a season what can you fit in but it just it does feel rushed and I feel as though. It just takes away so much from this pairing that they've, you know, ultimately built up into what they are and arguably maybe the best pairing we ever have in this show. And it just it just leads us down a garden path where, again, we're not going to get a proper closing between these two. And it, it just it annoys me. It's maybe the one thing that annoys me the most in the finale when we get to it. So, um, yeah. And, mm. you know, going back to the line of my my old partner would have never missed that shot my old partner would have never questioned me i keep going keep going back to that for some reason because well no faith w- faith wouldn't have not 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 behind his back anyway she would have gotten the information out of him yeah exactly um <sighs> 
It's frustrating. So we're back at Holly's parents' house. She's made a bit of everything, the mother, and uh, she's like, you know, I don't know what Spanish people eat. And it's like, oh, he's Hawaiian and just kind of, you know, being very uh, inappropriate in the way she's like, Holly's first husband was a Jew. And it's kind of just like, wow. And, just, and then, like, his dad just, yes. her dad just kind of like, you know, oh, you just don't know who you are. And then kind of Carlos puts his foot in it by saying that, uh, you know, oh, we're not that serious. And like, oh, no, but we're serious, but we're not there yet. Then it's like, oh, so you're just casually sleeping with my daughter. And he's just like, no. That part's serious. And then to break the ice uh, a bit further, Carlos basically talks about the cows standing in the field. And then uh, Holly's mother is just like, Oh, that a joke? (laughs) (laughs) I do. Oh, man. Um, Cruz, meanwhile, looking at burnt stuff, Finney and Davis come up and. Essentially, uh, we spoke to everybody. No one saw anything. They're trying to suck up a little bit to our crews here. I love Manny. You know, wipe that brown stuff off your nose. Um, and then they, they discover <laughs> yeah. someone in the back uh, with well, some blood and sort of uh, medical things. Someone's been playing doctor, essentially. Um, Cruz and Manny storm into another store, meanwhile, and they find a guy who's been knocked out, but he's still breathing. So uh, that's our priest man. We're going to... Uh, Talk about him very shortly. Uh, meanwhile, Davis goes to see uh, Monroe. They kind of uh, have a bit of a moment there between Bosco and Davis. And uh, Bosco being all awkward and, uh, you know, Davis obviously trying to catch up. And he essentially just says, like, look, you don't have to, you know, say anything to me. I know what type of cop you are. You know, I trust you, which is such a nice little moment. And uh, Bosco, you know, obviously clicking the uh, elevator really quickly, trying to get away. Great acting from Jason Wilder and, and from Kobe Bell, mm-hmm. of course. Um, so nice, nice, uh, scene there between those two, because it's not often we get a Davis and Carlos, uh, Davis and Bosco scene. So, um, you know, I appreciate it when we have it. Uh, and then we're back at the dinner table and Holly's vegan and her parents are going off to her for being a vegan and talking about there's only rice. Um, and she mentions Orientals and they're Asians. And I do love that line from a dad when she says, how do I have a daughter raised in Virginia, moved to New York and became a Californian? (laughs) (laughs) That is a good line. Yeah. Oh man. And then, uh, you know, my opening line when kind of Holly's just like, you're making Carlos uncomfortable. Are you uncomfortable, Carlos? I'm as comfortable as I can be. (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> oh um, man yeah um so you know we again it's, it feels a bit odd feels a bit weird out of out of place in a way but at the same time i love it like i mean this going back to our firefighters i think still find things for the paramedics to do like i mean god we're we're how many episodes into this season now 19 episodes and how long ago did we meet Stu lot like we could have had like 12 episodes of character development with Stu lot we've had it with finney we've had it with grace sort of so, like, you know, why couldn't you have had it with Stu Lot of Z's? Well, wait, we're just in a cop show right now, aren't we? Um, yeah. Bosco, meanwhile, yelling at Yokus, um, and then, you know, just basically telling her to stay out of his business. Jelly walks in. I love Jelly. He's kind of like drama. Shakes his head. Yeah. Um, <laughs> Crew's now talking to this guy we know as Castro, I believe. Um, and we yeah. find out that he's um, not wanting to press charges against the guy who attacked him. Um, and that they just had a disagreement. Uh, and then we find out that the woman who caught fire, who has died, she was apparently a fake. She um, gave uh, misleading information to uh, illegals who were in the area. And then he's talking about how he helps people in the community. And again, this is like what I was saying before about how kind of Cruz just dismisses this. And he's kind of like, look, you know, you don't have to believe it. But please respect it. 
Um, and yeah, I get like I think the storyline about why this guy's been in hospital and the fire, like it kind of becomes secondary. Like you get to about two thirds in this episode, and you know you don't really care about the conclusion. I, and I kind of like that in a way because it's weird because I should be complaining about that because it's kind of like oh they're jello over that, but it's this storyline to me is not about why they're trying to you know put someone away in jail. It's it's about Cruz. So. Um, I'm sure Cruz haters probably completely dislike this storyline, but uh, yeah, I, I again, this is my defense of Cruz, and I also think this is why it's important for people who don't like Cruz to really kind of take this on board and just see what they're trying to do with this character. Again, rewind all the way back. You can see it in the previously on in this episode when they show back in season four when her sister's dying and she's kind of, you know, acting differently. Like, that in itself shows how much this character's yeah. developed, and it's... you. You know, it's not that many of these characters in the show that kind of have such a, a a change from what they were in the beginning to the end. You know, uh, Doc, clearly, Carlos, probably. Um, but other than that, really, I feel all the characters kind of have a, a similar end point to where they started, which is just a lot of development in the middle, if you know what I mean. Yeah. And, and I... I think I said this, I don't remember when I said this, but I think in a past recording, I said something about this leukemia diagnosis really, that was what really changed, that was what really changed Cruz. Mm-hmm. I don't even, I don't even, I don't of, even go back and saying it was when she was raped. I mean, I know we kind of did have a bit of a skew-if end of season five moment where she was kind of, you know, going there. But I, I feel as though her, uh, when she was attacked like that, that was the bit where they ultimately, it was trying to at least sympathize her as a character. But I feel as though the side of her that we saw, you know, peak cruise season four, end of season four, like went by the wayside by the time she was attacked. And then realistically at that point when, she actually had a defender in Monroe, and I think kind of that 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 was the beginning. That was the foundation. But ultimately, I think you're right. Like I think the leukemia was the granddaddy of what changed her. But I feel like the, it started with her being raped. Yeah, there's def- there's an argument that could be made there also. Mm. Um. Yeah. So uh, we now have Davis showing up. To see Monroe, uh, and he bought her a plant, uh, which is nice. Uh, and I kind of like how she's like, "Oh, you can yeah. bought me a Big Mac," and he's like, "Oh, what is that? Like <laughs> steak? Is it sausages?" And she's like, "Oh, it's supposed to be chicken and rice. Like, you know that's wrong if your chicken's brown. Like, yum, that sounds nice." But then when they have yeah. they have a nice conversation here, and I, I kind of this goes back to when Monroe was initially talking to Sully a few episodes back about, "I'm not going to tell him that I'm pregnant because you know I want." him to come back to me. I don't want to think that he only came back to me because of the baby. And this is what I like about this conversation because it kind of brings that full circle and, you know, Munro rightfully stands up to herself and is kind of like, hey, I'm the same person as I was a week ago. What's changed? Just because, you know, you found out that I was pregnant. Um, And then I do love just the response from Davis, like the way he's essentially like, you know, as soon as I heard you were shot, even before I heard you were pregnant, you know, it was that point then I realised I loved you and no matter what I did, I couldn't get you out of my system and I never told you that. And it's like, oh, Davis, you go, oh, like, it's just. Yep. And that's why he was, that's why he was hooking up with all those girls and then dumping them straight away because, you know, he was trying to forget about Monroe, but he knew deep down he couldn't. Yeah. And this is like, I think kind of, you know, we had our complaints 
uh, last season about sort of Davis and Munro sort of being this weird sort of chemistry and trying to do something that didn't really feel right. But now it's like it's it's clicked. It's it's you've you've put the plug in the socket. Like it 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 fits well. And now you're just kind of like, oh, you two, like you go, you two. Yeah. Um, I just think it finally pays off, if you know what I mean. Yeah, yeah the the setup and the setup and payoff method. Yeah, mm-hmm. exactly. Um, where are we? Yeah, so we've got um, uh, the priest guy telling a little bit more about this other guy, um, giving Cruz the address, and then kind of he drops a line a little bit about you know don't be ever afraid to ask for help. Uh, Manny and Cruz, meanwhile, storm a house. They find a woman on the floor surrounded by candles that she's dead. Cruz has some visions of herself as she's in there surrounded by candles. Um, and then uh, Cruz says that we're going to wait here to see somebody come back and show in. And um, so they're going to be on another stakeout together. Meanwhile, Holly's mom is showing some photos of Carlos. Um, then kind of talking high praise of her other, what, sisters and cousins and all that sort of stuff. I love that bit when she's like, oh, and this is your cousin and she works for the government. And uh, I was like, um, he's a mailman. And it's like, well, he works for the government, doesn't he? <laughs> um, which I guess, Technically, yes. Yeah, technically true. Uh, and then this is where Carlos says that he's a paramedic and... You know, she seems more excited for the fact that he's a paramedic, and she's like, "Oh, he's a minority." You know, good for him. It's like, wow. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh god! Chuck comes in with a gun. They go outside, go shooting. He claims that uh, Holly's mum is putting the moves on Carlos, and then he's just basically making jokes about him oh, cheating on Holly's mum. Um, yep, and I just love Carlos's reaction the way he's just digging himself a hole, and then he's just like, "Those are some nice dogs." <laughs> <laughs> While Chuck is making out with them. <laughs> yeah. Do we actually see him doing that? I'm just curious. What's that? Making out with the dogs or? Yeah. D- does it actually show that? No, no, no. Just... Okay, good. Because um, we don't need to be seeing that. But uh, again, just good old Carlos digging himself a hole. I like it. It reminds you a little bit of the self-importance of being Carlos. Just the way he's kind of trying to like do things. And, you know, Anthony Ibovar just has such a good way of delivering that like awkwardness and then... Just, yeah, really doing that well. Um, Cruz and Manny sitting, waiting for the guy to show up for this body. And Cruz obviously just talking a little bit about, you know, you ever think about dying and then sort of saying about how bodies look so empty. And then uh, Manny sort of, you know, mentioning about how it's because they don't have a soul. And it's just a nice little scene because just the subtle, like if you're just looking at Cruz's face, she's kind of just staring off into the distance, having this conversation. But there's just a tear slowly dropping down her cheek. Um, which just, you know, it's just, it's just a nice scene and again, great acting by Tita Harder here and just, yes, I really appreciate this storyline with her. I just think this is the, the cruise episode that just, oh, just, it's just so good. Um, the guy comes back, Manny and Cruz go on a chase. Um, there's a radio call, uh, at the, at the precinct. There's two random cops there who Swirsky's like, go on, go after them. Sully randomly comes into Bosco and is like, you want to take a ride? And then we just get this awkward scene between Jokers and Bosco when essentially she's like almost blocking him, physically blocking him to stop him from going. Uh, and she's just like, you can't go out there. And it's like, get the hell out of my way. I'm going to go to Swirsky. And like, it's just, this is the one time I think I'll ever say this on this show. Fuck you, Jokers. Like, just, you know, like, she's just the, the little, Tettle tale teller person at school who just okay he's technically doing the wrong thing but there are some times where it's just like little indiscretions just like it's not gonna like at the end of the thing what's that gonna hurt like he's actually going out to help someone like if it's like if you're at schoolyard and you're say in mm-hmm. detention and then you look out the window and there's a kid getting bashed and you rush out to go help that kid and you've got somebody blocking you it's like okay 
technically you're breaking the rules because you're leaving detention, but you're doing it to help someone. Like, come on. Yep. And if you know, if, and if another kid tried, tried tell, tried going, going, oh, I'm gonna tell that you're that you're leaving the room when you're supposed to be in here. Go the fuck ahead. I'm yeah. going out to help another classmate of ours that's getting his that's getting his or her skull caved in. It's uh, the word that we would call that in Australia is you would be called a dobber. Like if you go to uh, you like you know, tell the teacher on somebody in school, you would be saying that you were going to go dob on them. So I was going, I'm going to go dob on you. So um, <laughs> oh, you'd be a yeah, dobber. We, yeah, we have a bunch of different names for it over here, depending on, I think it depends on who you are. But um, we have a bunch of names for it here. We, you know, rat, tattletale, snitch. Um, oh, all words we know. Yeah. No, we yeah. use those as well. So, um, yeah, it's just... Screw you, Yokus. I'm not happy with you this episode. Um, so they go into basically a chase in this marketplace. Nobody tells anybody what this person looks like, so I don't know what Yoke, uh, Bosco and Sully are looking for. Um, Cruz has a weird vision of her sister, which allows the perp to push her over. But then Bosco comes in and slams him down and captures him, and then you know Cruz drops a line of, good job, Bosco, so that's good. Um, yep. Then back with Holly's mum, uh, talking to Carlos, saying, did... Did Chuck accuse you? Accuse me of putting the moves on you? And then we find out that they're leaving. Holly's had enough, and they're packing. And they're going away. Um, I, I think the one thing, I, the one small complaint I would have about this storyline is it would be nice if Carlos. There was a scene like just as they're leaving, where Carlos like stood up to her parents and was just like, you know, you know, you might not be proud of her, but I am, or something like that. You know what I mean? Like just yeah, put them in their place. I feel like we just don't get a moment where they get put in their place. And, like, we're not going to see them at their wedding. Uh, well, spoiler alert, they're going to get married, whatever. Um, so, like, it kind of would have been a nice moment if they had been like, hey, like, you're not coming to my wedding or something like that. Yeah, they probably don't even know what a wedding is. Maybe, maybe not. <laughs> um, so, Cruz, meanwhile, has uh, tracked down the priest. Um, she tells him that they caught the guy. And then um, she kind of says, oh, I went to the hospital to see you, but you weren't there. And then this is when we kind of get the, you know, this guy knows. He's like, you, you didn't come all this way to say that. Well, you know, why are you really here? And then Cruz, you know, kind of tells a story about how she grew up, um, you know, in a rough neighborhood. She did this for victims. And, um, yeah, essentially she um, is told that she doesn't have to be alone. Like this priest is saying, you know, like, hey, you don't have to be alone through all of this. Um, so yeah, uh, I like that moment, and we're gonna get to sort of a moment to that in a moment. Holly and Carlos in the car on the drive back, and Carlos, you know, saying that, uh, yeah, you know, you're nothing like them, um, and you know, uh, whatever they said is not true, you know, and then kind of I like the way she says, oh, you know, uh, I said that you were amazing, and Carlos is like, oh, you think that I'm amazing? Like, it's just a nice little moment. Like, I talk about character development with Cruz, but, like, this is one with Carlos, because, you know, it's just kind of, you, you finally feel that Carlos is happy. I mean, not to say you didn't feel that he was happy before when, you know, Holly came back after being away for a while, but I don't know. I just think this yeah. solidifies as well. There's a lot of solidification in this episode, I think, if that's a word. Um, if it wasn't before, it is now. Yeah. And I do like the bit when he says, like, you know, you did do something <laughs> that I've never had before. You made me appreciate being an orphan. <laughs> and finally, she... And, and and she just starts... I mean, you can tell... It kind of sounds to me like she's just... She's, she's just trying so hard not to laugh at that, but then she just can't hold it in anymore. Mm. Yeah. And it's... Because it's... And and that 
you know, I always when I when I first watched this episode back when I was blazing my way through the whole show, um, you know, I I I couldn't help but crack up at that too because, um, I don't think he was saying this. I don't think he was saying it like this to her, but. I kind of took it, it was meant to be a joke, it was meant to be funny, but I kind of also took it as kind of his way of saying, and I, I thought I had it bad being an orphan. Mm. This type of dysfunction I didn't know existed until now. Mm. Yeah. But but at the same time, he wasn't, but, you know, at the same time, you know, he wasn't trying to upset, he, he wasn't, he wouldn't have thought that or said it, you know, just to, to upset Holly. Yeah. Yeah. It's... I yeah. think, yeah, I, I think you're right. And I think it's just, it's a nice moment, though, and it's kind of yeah nice. And it's good that we've met her parents and can really just lock these two in, and we're going to get some more of that, obviously, in the coming weeks as we close it all yep. out. Um, and then we've just got Cruz uh, and the guy, obviously, talking a little bit about the family situation, that she doesn't have one, and, um, you know, he's saying, you came back to me because you're afraid, and she tells about the dreams of her sister. Um, he says that dreams from her loved one are a very powerful sign. Um, that she says she's got leukemia. I like how he's like, Santa Maria can't fight leukemia. Uh, and then she's going to get some help, though, from him as they go into a building, go upstairs, and we've got, like, this big sort of dance-off ritual going on with, you know, lots of people getting uh, rubbed with oils and cleansed, and um, then sort of Cruz gets pushed into the middle where these people start grabbing at her and kind of, you know, rubbing stuff on her and everything, and she's kind of a bit in shock, but then she kind of starts going with it. She sees a vision of her sister and sister's smiling at her she smiles and you know she's dancing and just like i actually used to really not like this scene i used to think like what the fuck are they doing in this scene like this is a very much a ben scene which he shouldn't like but i just i love this scene now i just there's just just that moment where she smiles and kind of looks at this vision of a sister and it's kind of yeah there's a bit of a supernatural element to it but it's I, i don't know like it's kind of, it's almost like what Marcel Holler said a few weeks ago, like, I bet you have a beautiful smile. She does have a beautiful smile. And it makes me happy to see Cruz smile, because Cruz is one of these characters who you just do not associate with smiling. And it's just... it's <laughs> yeah. And, like, the thing that I think is done so well, and I, I want to give real props to the writing in this episode, which, again, I'm not really doing a lot of in Season 6, is that they've taken a storyline where a character has a terminal disease... And they're they're almost making it like a happy moment that like this woman who has had a terrible life, she's alone and like they've really shoved that down your throat in a not in a bad way, but like to paint the picture that Cruz is alone in life and it's like you've got to feel really sorry for her. But here they have this real like happy, joyful moment of acceptance that really kind of I think not a lot of T V shows have done that I've ever seen, at least when it comes to a character dying. So I, I real real props yeah. to the writing in this episode. I, I often feel like I get, you know, on the negative side of things and, you know, going off against people for their bad writing. Um, but that's generally only, uh, you know, if your name is, uh, what's his name? What's that idiot's name? I can't even remember his name. Williams. Scott Williams. Thank you. Scott Williams. Yep. Um, yeah. But, no, I, I want to give a special note here to, to Victor D. Jesus. Who I know has written previous episodes before, but uh, I like this. I think it works very, very well. Uh, anything to add on that yeah, before we close the, out the episode? Yeah, I'm going to say that the episode should have really ended right here. That this is yeah. how the episode should have ended. I agree with that. I agree. Is with, that. with with Cruz, you know, dancing and 
I love I love it too because I mean I'm I'm basically saying the same thing you did here is because uh, she's at she's at she's at peace she's at peace now and actually what should have happened I think anyway is no no this probably would have made it too cliche mm-hmm. um, is that she should have died right after this Uh no I don't agree with that I don't think she should I think she still needs to have not that I necessarily agree with kind of how she ends, you know, because there's the stuff around that. But yeah, no, I don't, I don't think she should die at this. But I do, I do agree for sure that they should end this. I think they should. The stuff that we get after this should have followed, like, like, like entered this scene beforehand. So we should still maybe have, you know, Bosco just at the stairs having a bit of a stare down, Davis and Munro in hospital, and then Yokus having the, you know, hey Lou, can I talk to you about Bosco? Like, have that, and then go into this dancing scene. So I, yeah. I, yeah, and have the episode end with the dancing. Yeah, no, I, I definitely agree. It should have done that, but uh, yeah, that's our episode. It, it ends on Bosco being questioned by, well, uh, sorry, Bosco being brought up by Jokas Swirsky. So uh, that's our episode. Welcome home. Um, what are you going to do with this episode? I am definitely buying this episode. I am too, and it's the first time I've bought two episodes in a row since forever blue and the l word so uh there you go um yeah i think i i didn't really said it yet but i also think it's kind of got a bit of an old school vibe this episode in some aspects as well um so how so well i just think kind of it it there's nothing really in this episode that's too over the top or too kind of you know like you just feel the roots of this show in this episode so i appreciate that um i've actually ranked this episode at 72nd out of 129 shows um episodes i should say so uh right now does that make it what uh is that the third highest season six episode one two three fourth highest season six episode i have this as so okay there you go i place this just above modern designs for better living and just below nature or nurture two season one episodes so uh there right. you go. Next week, though, we're into the final three. Uh, if this was a Survivor podcast... Don't say that. People would get the reference. Uh, how do you spell belief, Darvel? <laughs> B-E-L-I-E-F, of ding, course. Ding, 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 correct. Um, what did I win? Uh, you win me reading out the Wikipedia explanation for this because there's, a bit of one, <laughs> there's one line in particular here which uh, you'll see why it stands out. Carlos buys a mm-hmm. ring. A young man's parents are shot and Finney and Davis are left for dead in their upturned car. Emily is invited to the vampire club and rejects them. I'm just going to end it there. Like, there's one more line. Uh, you can't you can't not. Like, what the fuck? Uh, <laughs> this again. <laughs> hey, you know, I was saying to you earlier, <laughs> I can laugh at this now, but I was saying to you earlier when we were discussing what episodes to record on the particular day at the time of recording this, um, and I was like, so we're doing 19 and 20. And you're like, what? We're, what? I thought we were just doing 19 today and 20 tomorrow. And I was like, oh, yeah, sorry. I forgot about that. And then I said, yeah, I can imagine neither of us want to jump back into the vampire stuff any sooner than what we absolutely have to. Well, I just want to point out that the uh, – I just want to read the opening line from the end of tour, uh, episode 21 description on Wikipedia. Emily inadvertently lets the vampires into the apartment. Ah. <laughs> <laughs> uh. Hang on, I'll read the rest of it. Buffy shows up with Edward and Sookie from True Blood. <laughs> Jesus Christ. <laughs> um, 
Yes, Hattie Spellbelief. That's next week uh, as we get into the final three episodes. Holy crap. In the meantime, thanks for tuning in. Like us on Facebook. Follow us on Twitter. Subscribe. All the relevant jazz. If you've missed any of the episodes, if for some reason you're just choosing in right now, tuning in right now, uh, 19th episode of season six, you've got a few to catch up on, folks. Um, but you can find them all on theoznetwork.net. And we appreciate hearing any feedback along the way of what you think of the episode. My name is Ben, and I'm like your trophy guy. <laughs> oh, man. My name is Darvell. And, oh, man, let me think of one. Ah, damn it. I thought I had a line in my head. Oh, fuck it. I'll close the way I usually do. See you next week, peeps. Thank you for listening to the Oz Network. Don't forget to subscribe to get new episodes delivered to your speakers every week. For more information, hit us up at theoznetwork.net.